Good morning. How's everybody doing? My name is Jesse, and it's so good to be here on your family day. And speaking of families, are is in the house still? Where are the kids? Are you guys still awake? Yeah? Are the adults awake? Are the adults awake? Yes? Okay. I see you all. Um, now, if you're a child, or if you're a child at heart, too, you can come down, too. But I'm going to need the kids to fill in this floor space right here because I need volunteers. So if you want to maybe be a volunteer, come on, sit, just have a seat on the ground right there. That's the splash zone so you can get all the flying things your way, okay? Uh, if adults want to be a volunteer, too, you're welcome. But um, who wants to be my very first victim? I mean, volunteer. So, okay. Um, okay, how about you right there in the glasses? Come on up. Yeah, and take, take the steps over there. Can we welcome my first volunteer up to the stage? Okay. All right, let's do this. Uh, hi, what's your name? Ella? High five. Everybody say hi, Ella. Hi. All right, now, Ella, all, all of these adults out here, parents or not, everybody here has a responsibility over these children. Would you guys agree? Yeah, as a church family, like the big church family. Um, did you guys know, kids, that they sometimes feel like jugglers? Do you guys sometimes feel like you have to juggle like life and, and work and kids and, and responsibilities and, and everything? So we're going to show that with some, uh, some objects that I brought along, Ella. Okay, so hold out your hands like this, all right? And I'm going to put some things in your hand. Uh, let's start with the plunger, okay? So, so you, you kids are kind of like just random objects that all of these adults feel like they're always having to juggle and keep up in the air. Uh, we also have... A pencil, okay, so let's put the pencil right there. And what else do we have? We've got a dodgeball, okay, so random dodgeball. And we also have, mm, how about a, uh, a bowling ball? Uh, but, you know, you probably don't want to see me juggle a bowling ball, though. I'll just, you know, I'll just put that, I'll put that away. You don't want to see that, do you? Uh, what? You do? You really want to see me juggle a bowling ball? Are you telling me you're not going to? Spare me the bowling ball? Okay, we'll make that a choice. Ella, you get to pick three of the four things for me to juggle. So pick three of the four things. What four things do you, or three, do you want me to juggle to start the show? You want the what? Oh, she's saying the ones that she's holding in her hand. <laughs> All right, so you want the plunger? Okay. So, by the way, if you guys want a plunger, after the program, you can, uh, you can visit ellasplungers.com and get one. Did you guys know that? I'm giving you a shameless plug, honey. Okay, you want the pencil and the dodgeball? Okay, that, that's what she called for. So, let's, let's start the show by just juggling these three things. Okay, this is what you guys are like in the hands of your parents. Can you guys count to three for me? One, two, three... Okay, most people clap when they see something amazing like this. Right. Hey, thank you, Ella. But would you guys still want to see me swap out one of them for the bowling ball? Okay. All right, so uh, should I take out the dodgeball? Because this is really light, and let's get in the dodgeball because it's really heavy. Let's make sure it's real, first of all, okay? Does that sound real? Okay, let's do one more test, okay? Ella, can you stick out your toe? <laughs> She's smart. <laughs> All right, here we go. So, now, if I can juggle the bowling ball, uh, will you guys at least clap for me? Okay. But if I can't, I'll let you count that as, as a strike against me. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Ah! 
Okay, who wants a souvenir? You want a souvenir? Put your hands down. Everybody give Ella a hand for helping me out with the first trick. Thank you, Ella. Okay, you can go back to your seat, Ella. I appreciate it. Um, but we also have the dodgeballs. So who wants to throw me a dodgeball? Me. Okay, you, this young boy, and this girl over here, and that girl in the pink right there. Okay? Right there. Now, if you have a ball, throw me the ball right here. That counts. Okay, good throw. Now, uh, I learned how to juggle when I was 11. Is anybody here 11? Yeah? Um, and w when I learned, my friend Tim, he could juggle three balls, and I thought that was really cool, so I uh, asked him to teach me, and he taught me, and then I learned tricks. Uh, so I learned how to go under the leg, and how to go behind the back. Wow, and you know, how to go uh, one in the middle, like this. Wow, and then how to fake it, like this. <laughs> you can go around in a circle like this, right? You can do a circle like that too. And then I bounced it off my head, my arm, my elbow, my nose, and my tongue, right? Now, do you want to see me throw it really high? Okay, so I throw it really high. Now, do you want to see me throw it really high and then spin around real fast? No, let's try it the other way. How about this way? Like that. Thank you. Okay. So that's, that's three. Now, I learned how to juggle, and that was all fun. But then as I grew up, kids, I found a relationship with a guy named Jesus Christ. Have you guys ever heard of him? Yeah? And I realized that God made me, and he gave me gifts and talents. One of them is what? Juggling. And he showed me that I could use my juggling to worship him and to bring him glory and to shine his light. So I hope to do a little bit of that with you this morning. And in order to do that, I'm going to need one more helper. So who wants to help me? Okay. How about, uh, how about the, the, blue, the blue hoodie right there? Yeah, you right there. Come on up here. Can we welcome this young man as he comes on up to the stage? Thank you. He's like me. You talking to me? Yeah, come on over here, young man. Okay, what's your name, Dylan? Aiden. Close guess. Okay, Aiden, how old are you? When was your last birthday? What number was on the cake? You remember? Was it in the single digits? You think it was four? The, the crowd is saying higher. Was it six? You think so? Okay, it was six. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting signs from the back, you know, like little, like little signs. Okay, so we got six. Uh, so a Aiden, right? Yeah? Aiden, who's six? Uh, Aiden, I'm going to give you some things. Uh, because I brought all these fun juggling things. Uh, but here on Family Sunday, when we're talking about, like, families and children and why they're all important, we have to understand the big, the big picture of God's story and how the kids fit into this. Uh, so to learn God's story, you, don't wave at your crowd yet. Okay, it's, it's, I, I know you got fans, you know, but uh, no. Uh, no, to, to know this story, we have to go all the way back to the beginning of the story. And the beginning of the story is found in the Bible. Does anybody know the first book of the Bible? What is it? Shout it out. 
Genesis, that's right. So if you go all the way back to Genesis, like chapter 1, verse 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And if you guys stick with me, we'll make it to Revelation by midnight. Okay, no, Aiden, here, here's what you get to do. You get to take these rings. Here, here stand, stand right there. I'm going to throw these to you. Can you catch? Okay. So let's talk about some of the colorful things that God made in creation. Ready to catch? Okay. One. Now, Aiden, I'm a little nervous about this next part because now you get to throw them to me. <laughs> One at a time. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got, like, you know, stuff. And, um, uh, can we practice, like, just a, so just a nice, doop, nice little soft throw? <laughs> just like little boop. Just like I threw it to you. Just, little, uh, just throw it. Just toss it to me lightly. Okay, here you go. Okay, ready, set, go. Yes, like that. All right. <laughs> okay, all right. Wait, 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 wait. So if God made the heavens and the earth, he started with the heavens. That's like the sky. What color is the sky? Blue. So let's start with the blue one instead, Aiden, okay? All right, so blue. Okay, all right, throw me the blue one, just like the other one. There you go. Okay, so God made the blue sky. Yeah, and he said that it was good, but he wasn't done yet. He wanted to fill the sky with lots of good-looking things, like me. No, but before he got to me, he said, let there be light, and there was light. And so God filled the sky with billions of stars, and uh, one of them is close to us. What do we call it? The sun. And what color is the sun? Yellow. yellow. So find the yellow one, and let's add it to the mix, because God is the great juggler who keeps things all up in the air. Find the yellow one. Yeah. Okay, can you toss that, toss that to me, and I'm going to juggle it. Wow, the anticipation. <laughs> you really know how to build the anticipation, buddy. Okay. All right, so God made the sun, and he put it up in the sky, and he said that it was good, but he wasn't done yet. He wanted to fill the sky with lots of beautiful things, like me? No. Oh, next he, he said, let there be ground, and he made the planets. What's our planet? Earth. And uh, what color is the grass on earth? Green, unless you're from West Texas. I've been out there. It's not always that green. Okay, so find, find the green ring, Aiden. Okay. Okay, you found it now. Toss it to me. Ready, set, go. I'm kind of nervous. Okay, good. All right, so God, God made the beautiful green grass, and he said that it was good. But he wasn't done yet. He wanted to fill the grass with lots of creatures, handsome, intelligent, good-looking creatures like this guy. Oh. Aiden, do you know, do you know any, what's your favorite animal? Let's, let's, let's go to the animals that God made. A rhino? Do you have any favorite animals that are pink or orange? What? Kind of orange? What is it? Starts with a T, rhymes with liger. Yeah, that one. Okay. All right. What's, what are we talking about, kids? The tiger. So find the tiger. This is going to be really hard, Aiden. I'm really not sure how this is going to work. 
Okay, but I want you to take the tiger, the orange one, yeah, and I want you to th throw it to me like the other ones. Yeah, yeah, there's the orange one. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, I don't know about this. Uh, okay. it just, he says it's easy peasy. Yeah, right, kid. Okay. Uh, ready, set, go. Oh, almost, almost. It's hard. <clears throat> that was good. Give him a hand anyway. That was good. We're going to make this happen. Here, step right here. Step right, stand right there. Okay, throw it right here. Okay, ready, set, go. <laughs> he faked me out that time. He was like, huh, 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 oh, yeah, okay, all right. Okay, let's do it again, Aiden. We're going to make this work. Okay, put that down. Don't get distracted. Okay, ready, set, throw. That counts. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so God made the beautiful orange tiger, but then he made a friend for the tiger. Do you guys know the friend of the tiger? It's the flamingo. It's not in the Bible story, but it fits my colors. Okay, so what color is the flamingo? Pink. So find the flamingo, Aiden. Can you pick it up? Pick up the pink. Okay, now come over here and stand behind me. Okay, can you well, walk around me. Walk around behind me. Okay, take the pink ring and place it around my neck. Can you put it around my neck? Oh, uh, no, my neck. Put it around my neck. Put it around my head. Around, around, around my head, kid. Okay. Yeah. Take it, take it off your head. Okay. Put, put it on my head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but you know the great thing is, I have no idea what's happening right now. Okay. I got too much to think about over here, Aiden. Okay, put it around my head. Can you put, put, put it, put it, put it on my head. Yeah, 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 like put it down, put, lower it, lower it. What's happening? I feel like I'm in the twilight zone right now. Okay, all right. That that was that was that was great, kid. Okay, so let's <laughs> take the take the ring. You're gonna put it on my head like that. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. Why didn't you just say so? Okay. Yes. Put it down on my head. <laughs> play it. Play it. Okay. All right, put it down, put it down, put it down, set it down, yeah, S keep going. <laughs> and now it's on my nose, okay, all right, oh, good grief, okay. That's never happened before, okay. You never know what's going to happen with children, that's kind of the message today. All right, so, um, Aiden. I don't know if this is going to work, but can you go back to your first spot? 
Go back around. Go to the other side. Yeah. Okay. okay. And did he just leave? Okay, well, the, 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 go ahead and clap for him then. <laughs> okay, so God the great juggler <laughs> made, <laughs> made the flamingo too. So let's see if we can take the flamingo off my neck very quickly and start juggling all five. Do you want to see? Yeah. <sighs> Me too. <laughs> okay. All right, hold on. <laughs> it's crazy in here. Okay. Uh, but hey, hey, Aiden, Aiden, I need you back. I need you back. Can you come back real quick? Okay. So on the sixth day, because he's six years old, right? On the sixth day, God made his favorite thing of all, right? He made all these colorful things. He made the sky, the flamingo, the tiger, uh, the sun, the green grass on the earth. He made everything, but he saved the best for last. Did you kids know that? At the end of the sixth day, God made his favorite thing of all, the most handsome, the most talented, the most wonderful, Aiden. Right, maybe he didn't make me and him first, but he made the first two people, and their names were Adam and Eve. And here's the thing, kids. Here, this is a really important point about Adam and Eve. When God made them, he made them in his image. So can you go like this? Image, right? That means that God made us like him in the sense that, you know how like God, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Well, he gave us a spirit too. He gave us like a soul and a spirit so that we could have a relationship with him. That's why he made us, so that we could be a part of his family. Can everybody say family? Right? That's the first family is the family of God. And so we are invited into this family of God, and that's why he made us. And the, and we take this, this image that's put on us, and he wants us to shine his light in the world. And something happened, though, to that image. Something, uh, something dropped and broke to that beautiful image, because that was perfect. We were perfect at first, my friends. Like, the, the, the two humans, they were good and perfect between each other and between God. But then they broke something. And we're going to find out about that next. But before we do, give him one more round of applause for helping me out. Thank you. You can go back to your seat. I appreciate it. So that's why I brought along uh, some fruit. So I need another, uh, I, need a, I need a boy and a girl to be, I need, I need an Adam and an Eve, okay? So just keep your clothes on, okay? So uh, let's see. All right. Did you, did you help me yet? No, okay, coming up. You can be Eve. Okay. All right, so we, we have an Eve. Okay, how you doing? High five. Okay, what's your name? Taylor. Now we got to find you a husband. No? It's... Is he not on your, your dad's approved list? No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> sorry, uh, sorry, kid. You just got to work harder, okay? You know, just, you know, just you know, get a better job and, and get a better education. Okay. Um, so, and what's your name? Joseph. Okay. So, Joseph, you stand right here. And Taylor, right? You stand right there. Um, so, God put Adam and Eve in the middle 
of a fruit garden. Look at that. And they were, they were walking around the garden, and God gave them some instructions. He said, I want you to care for the creation. I want you to name the animals. Um, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. He gave them some instructions, and, and he gave them freedom to do anything that they wanted in the entire garden. So they could run around the garden. They could climb the trees. They could go on a romantic date together. They could do whatever they wanted except one thing. You see, there was a tree in the middle of the garden, and it was uh, growing some fruit on it. And what kind of fruit was on it, by the way? The, the Bible doesn't say. It was, it was just a fruit tree. We don't know if it was an apple or an orange or maybe a banana, but it was the, it was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And if anybody ate from that tree, they would die. Every other tree was good, including the tree of life. They could eat from anything else, just not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And I want to imagine for today that on that tree was growing a banana. So we have the big, bad, forbidden banana. So whatever you kids do, don't eat the banana. Or else you will slip on the banana peel and die. And you will be very sad. And then a talking snake came up to them. And the snake said, hey, doesn't that look like a good banana? You're not going to die. Don't I sound like Batman? <laughs> but we know it wasn't Batman. It was who? It was Satan, the enemy of God, trying to bring them down with him to the dark side. And he kept tempting them. He said, go ahead, eat it. Doesn't it look so? appealing <laughs> and starting with the woman she peeled it back she peeled it back and she took a bite <gasps> and then she gave it to the man who was with her and he all whoa smack it Okay, it's, all right, it's, here, take a little bite off the side there. He took a bite, he took a bite, he bit it too. He also ate of it. Okay, apparently the man didn't sin. <laughs> oh, she's like, I can just eat it for him. <laughs> oh, are you taking the whole thing, honey? Okay. All right, here, she left you a little bit. Oh, he's like, fine, I'll eat it. Take a bite. Yeah, see, okay, he did sin, right? Women, applaud, because the man sinned too, right? Okay. We're all equally sinners, men and women, okay? So we all fell away from the Lord. Um, you know that's like kissing, right? Like after her, you know? He's like, oh, okay, whatever. But they, remember the punishment? What was the punishment? It was, it was death. So can you guys fall down, play dead? Fall down. Now, they didn't, die, they, didn't die, they didn't die physically, right? There's a physical death in this world. They didn't die physically, but they died spiritually. Can you guys point to your hearts? They died spiritually. In their heart, their relationship with God was broken. That's okay. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? That's a bad thing. And so that's what sin does. Sin separates you and I from God. But God has a plan 
to come and take us and bring us back into relationship with him. And we're going to find out about that plan. But before we do, give my Adam and Eve a big round of applause, too, for helping out. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I need that for the next service. <laughs> okay. okay. So put that down and this down. So that's why I brought this along. Do you kids know what this is? Is it a hat? Is it a bow tie? No. This right here, uh, it, go, it comes with a string. It's actually called, it's called a Chinese yo-yo. And you can spin it on the string like this. And it, it helps me tell the next part of the story. You see, God made us. We sinned against God. All of us have done that. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. But God loves us so much that about 2,000 years ago, he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, from heaven down to earth. You want to see that again? Okay, so Jesus came down to earth, and he was born a miracle baby to the mother Mary, who probably took baby Jesus and rocked him in a cradle and bounced him on her knee. And then Jesus grew up, and he became a teacher who made his rounds to the villages in Galilee, teaching people about the kingdom of God and about righteousness and love and forgiveness but he was more than a teacher he was also a healer like if someone had a broken arm he could touch that arm and make it whole again but jesus was more than a teacher and more than a healer he was also the messiah can you kids say messiah, messiah. right that means that he was the one that god's people were waiting for to save them from their sins and Jesus said so himself. He said that he could forgive the crowd of his sins. He told them, I can forgive you of your sins. Now, only God can do that. Only God can wipe away your sins. So Jesus was claiming to be one with who? With God, yeah. Now, that made him a lot of enemies. You know how the haters are going to hate, 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 hate? Yeah, like Jesus had his haters. Um, but one night, he was praying in the garden with his friends. Because he did have friends. They were called disciples. They followed Jesus. But he was praying with them. And the guards, they came in and they arrested Jesus. And they beat him up. And they dragged him away. And they put him on a what? On a cross. Now, back then, that's what they did to the bad guys. But was Jesus a bad guy? No. You see, Jesus was the one human in all of history who never sinned. So when he hung on that cross, he died what's called a perfect death. You see, when you sin or when you mess up, you got to make up for it. And we can usually do that among ourselves with, with our human friends and family. But if you sin against God, can anybody pay him back? No, we can't because we're not perfect. Is anybody here perfect? No. So we, we can't make up for it. There's only one person who can, and that's a perfect person. How many perfect persons lived in history? There was only one. Jesus Christ. He was both God and human at the same time. So when he was on that cross, he paid the price that you and I could not pay. He paid the penalty that we could not afford. And not only that, but Jesus, when he died on that cross, he didn't do it because he deserved to. Did he deserve to die? No. He did it because he loves you. You see, God is love, and he's full of love, and he wants you to be a part of his family. And he loves you so much, John 3, 16, that he sent his one and only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And then they put his body in the, in the ground. They buried his body. And three days later, Jesus Christ proved that he had the power over sin and death. 
and he rose up from the dead. That's the best part. You can clap if you want. That's like, you know, that's what it's all about. You see, and the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved and you too will rise up to a new life in Christ. Amen. And that's not all. You see, when, when uh, your life is through or when Jesus comes back, whichever comes first, you'll spend forever in heaven where there are streets of gold and jumping for joy. Amen. And it goes on and on forever and ever and ever. Amen. Yes? Wow. So here's what, here's what I want to leave you all with, okay? I, I have a couple of final thoughts here. Because what I just described, shh. Here, put your hands down, kids. What I just described is what's called the gospel in a nutshell. Like, meaning I, I tried to condense it into, like, an understandable version for the kids to understand, but I hope it was able to be communicated to you adults, too. I'm speaking to everybody today. The song we were singing, uh, for, I'm no longer a slave to fear, for I am a what? A child of God. You see, the Bible says that we need to approach God like a child, right? We need to approach him with the humility of a child, the trust of a child. What do children do? I've got, I've got three little ones in my own house. They rely on us. They, they're dependent on us. They're like little sheep. And we need to be like that before our Heavenly Father as well. And so the reason why I'm presenting it this way is I hope that you're able to hear this message th through the eyes of a child, if that makes sense. Like they were able to see it. Th this is the way kids communicate is through play. But I want to challenge us adults too to, to look at the story of God through the eyes of a child and look to him with the trust and the dependence of a child. And what did we learn like through this series? Uh, well, Pastor Brandon told me you guys have been in Psalm 127. And what does it say? You know, like the children are a heritage from the Lord. They're like, they're like quivers in the warrior's bow. And, and, and like blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. So you kids, you're like, you're like these arrows right here, right? And, and these are real arrows. In fact, let me... Let me show you what I got. I, I, want, I want to prove it to you. Okay. All right. I brought a balloon. I brought a balloon. Let's see. You, want to, you can plug your ears if you, if you don't like this. Ready? Ah! Okay. So these are real arrows. Should I try to juggle them? Okay. So you guys, you guys can be kind of like hot and dangerous to work with as children, right? It's, it's not for the faint of heart working with children or parenting children, or raising children, or looking after children, but uh, church, Psalm 127, verse 1, do you remember what it said? Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders build it in vain. So I want to challenge us all that family, and I'm not just talking about individual families, like mom and dad and kids, I'm talking about the family of God. Would you agree that we all have a responsibility for these children, right? The whole family of God. Unless the Lord builds that house, the house of God, this, this place is a church, your individual homes, whether you have kids in them or not, unless the Lord builds that place, you're working in vain, you're, you're laboring in vain. And so put your trust in him. And even though they, they, they might feel like sharp arrows flying through the air and you don't know what to do with it, you can trust in him and he will take care of you. Are you ready for this? You guys might want to back up. It's not a good idea to get close to me for this. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Okay, don't die. Okay, don't poke my eye. Don't poke my eye. There, I did it. Look. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and 
everybody go like this. Go, shh. And I want to close with a verse. If you, if you have your Bible, you can turn with me. But if not, I'll read it out loud. But this is Psalm. Uh, like, go to the Psalms, chapter 78. This is one of my favorite verses of the Bible, folks. Verse 78, verse 4. As you think about uh, raising your home, wh- again, whether you have children in it or not. My wife and I, we struggled with infertility for seven years. We had seven years without children in our home, even though we wanted children. So I believe God has a place for everybody in the family of God in raising up these children, whether you've got children or not in your own home. And this is what we're called to do, Psalm 78, verse 4. We will not hide them from their children, but will tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. Amen? Amen. Our job as a church family is to tell them the story of the Lord, not just the story of the Lord from the Bible, that's where it starts, but the story of the Lord in your own lives. What has God done in your life? What has he done? What is the change he's done in your heart, in the world around you? What are the prayers he's answered? Tell those stories to your children. Tell them this story and tell them your personal testimony as well and the, and the stories of everybody around you. So with that, I want to close us in a word of prayer, okay? Uh, and for prayer, I, I want to pray for uh, the children. I want to pray for you children and that God would, would give us, church family, the, the strength and the perseverance and the resources to raise them in the name of the Lord. So kids, um, I want you to like, can, can you guys like make two lines down the aisle? Like some of you go down this aisle and just kind of spread out. Kids, spread out down that aisle. You kids, spread out down that aisle, okay? Just kind of spread out among the adults. Can you kids do that? Walk down. Okay. And, and parents, if you want to get close to your children for this, that's fine. Okay, kids, stop, stop kids where you are. Just kind of spread out. Okay, now adults, um, can I do this, Pastor Brandon? Can, adults, if you want to either like go stand next to a child, put your hand on their shoulder, or just reach out your hand in that direction. Um, I grew up in churches where we kind of reach out like this, like to symbolize we're praying for them. So can you guys just reach out towards a child? Reach out, reach out towards the child. Let's pray for the children this, today, okay? Um, and, and we're praying for the, the family of God right now. Heavenly Father, we pray for these children. I pray that you would raise them up in wisdom and in stature and in favor with, with you and with others. Give us, the church family, the strength and the perseverance and the resources we need to tell them the great stories of you and to tell them the deeds of the Lord and to point them in your direction and to shoot these arrows straight. We cannot do it on our own. We need you to build this house, and we trust in your name to build this house. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.